All right, guys, this is a special treat. Our next guest is preparing Brad Riddell and Israel Adesanya as they get ready to step into the octagon at UFC 263. The man behind one of the best gyms in the world, City Kickboxing, is in the house. Eugene Behrman, welcome back to Submission Radio. Sounds like you're running a daycare over there on top of things. <laughs> you're doing it all, man. We, we have a few uh, newborns um, in the team that we that we look after. So, yeah, it is a bit of a day, daycare. Yeah. You, you were showing us around just a few seconds ago. I believe that's Kai Kara France's new baby. So happy happy to hear it, man, making, it, making a cameo. We appreciate your time as always, huge. But, yeah, we have to bring this up. You know, it's it's been a really tough, obviously, couple of weeks uh, for the team with Faux Vake getting, you know, king hit and, and tragically passing away. Um, it's always tough kicking off an interview on a somber wow. note, but it's, it, we really had to bring it up, man. How are you guys and the team, you know, dealing with this tough situation? Um, it, uh, look, we, we uh, buried our friend um, the Friday just gone and oh, it gave us a little bit of closure and um, we were thankful for their closure. Of course, he will go on and be remembered forever and will be honoured by us forever. But um, it was a hard couple of weeks uh, or a hard week and a bit why he was going through that fighting for its life. But um, we've compartmentalised it now, especially with the ending, with, with, with getting the funeral over and done with him. We've moved on to the business side of what we do. But um, he's definitely in the back of our minds absolutely horrific situation and and hopefully the laws um over there in new zealand get changed and and you know there's some kind of justice for these victims so that people can't repeat these horrible situations we know there were some uh t-shirts on sale to celebrate uh foe and the proceeds were going to his family um deborah was doing a great job over at the gym collecting uh information and doing that um Anything else coming up that people can kind of look out for to celebrate for his life and legacy? Uh, he has a give a little page, which is yeah. It, he has a give a little page, which is uh, a tremendous. It made thousands, and thousands of dollars for him. Um, nothing else that I know of the horizon apart from that. But um, I mean, we will. Well, we have a few fallen warriors at my gym and. Um, we look after everybody and remember them um, for all eternity. We'll do that. So, yeah, keep an eye out. Mm. How, how I guess, tough was it for you as a coach kind of um, managing all, mm. all the fighters with, uh, with you know, such big fights coming up around the corner and I guess keeping them, you know, on track and not letting this, um, you know, take away from, from any of the, the preparation? <coughs> it was very tough. And um, I'm not going to lie, we lost a few days there. Mm. Um, but we also uh, realized that we that that coming into the gym and working out was also a form of a form of healing, if you like, a, a form of meditation, a, a place to come in and let go of our worries and just concentrate on training and just pushing other matters to the side until we walked back out the door and then dealing with that. So it became kind of a, you know, a, a place of sanctity, a place where we could forget our problems for a little while while we were training um, during that week where he was fighting for his life. So 
um, we, 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 we pushed on, albeit with a big cloud over us. Obviously, uh, fight night's coming up. It's just around the corner. Um, you're used to having about 3,000 fighters on one card. Here you've got Brad and Israel. So and from that perspective, um, I suppose it's a little bit easier to focus on their fights. But are you anticipating for it to be a bit of an emotional experience, especially when all the business is done and you guys can go back to sort of reflecting and understanding and sort of everything sinking in of what's happened over the last few weeks? Yeah, I, I think that's a bit of a two-pronged question. Like, uh, I do expect it to be, I do expect to be emotions involved um, to do with fight week and the contest. Um, uh, unfortunately, we've had people pass away before, um, just previously to a fight week, and we've got a little bit of experiencing experience with dealing with that. And it's just about controlling those emotions and using this in them, using them in a positive way to help feed us and help with our energy for the fight. And that's what we intend to do. In terms of after the fight, um, 100%. I know Brad and um, Israel, uh, there's, there's, there's a part of them that they've locked away and they haven't released because they, have, they know that they have these important fight dates look for them to truly, I believe, grieve the way they would normally grieve after the fight. Mm. Um, that's just something they have to do. That's just, you know, these guys are fighters. Mm. So with this fight, obviously, uh, Israel Adesanya versus Mam Vittori, um, it's not really the fight mm. that people necessarily expected. Uh, I remember last time you spoke with us, you were saying, you know, there's there's no Marvin Vittori's, there's no um, essentially rematches, just Rob and Darren Till. How did this one come together, Huge? Well, the guy got offered the fight, didn't want it, so we took the next, uh, we took whoever as well as available because we want to fight, and um, Israel's a guy that fights when he gets asked to fight every single time, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks notice, uh, sore wrist broken. Um, knuckle uh, banged up niche and he just he answers the call and fights because that's what he was that's believes he believes that's what he was destined to do the guy who got offered the fight didn't want to fight um, uh, and so we took the next best guy and that, that that was Marvin Marvin was the guy that skipped his hand up um, put his hand up so that's that's basically how that fight occurred uh, Rob was on the show, Eugene, and, and he mentioned that he felt like there was no way for him to take that fight, that there was not enough time for him to do the turnaround. He almost felt like it was a situation where it was impossible for him to, for him to take the fight. But do you believe that, um, you know, from previous experience with other fighters, that it was still there was still a way to do it? I think he was saying that he needed potentially surgery on his hands, and then with the quarantine, he wouldn't have a training camp. That's what he was saying. Yeah, so has he had the surgery? And um, just like when, and, uh, you know, in my previous, and uh, uh, in, in my previous uh, experiences when my fighters have been stopped by COVID or whatever, our first reaction has been, let's just not go home. Let's just stay in America, do our camp in America. And we've, we've put preparations in place. That hasn't had to happen, thankfully, because... For another reason, we couldn't get the fights on the previous weeks after that. 
But, um, you know, I'm talking about guys that were fight, not even fighting for a rank. Guys with kids, guys with everything, willing to stay in America so they didn't have to come back and do quarantine and they could keep training. Um, not fighting for a belt. They're just fighting for honour and to get themselves up, willing to sacrifice everything for a fight that paying them, you know, nothing, nowhere near the amount of money that a title fight was. It's not really about that. It's about how... Where do you hold, how much esteem do you hold that title? What do you, what would you give up for that title? What pedestal do you put it on? Is it important to you? Is it important to be, have that title? Does it mean anything? Does it have any prestige in your eyes? What are you willing to do to sacrifice that opportunity to do that? Well, my team, my guys, myself are willing to sacrifice absolutely everything. And you have to be willing to sacrifice everything to pay that title its respect. And you have to be willing to sacrifice anything to get it. Because if you're not that type of person, then you're never gonna you're never gonna attain those heights. And that's my answer to that. So were you were you guys expecting for Rob to take this fight? Was the idea that okay, now that Darren's out, Rob is the next guy, and was a part part of you guys surprised that this fight didn't come together? We expected Rob, they have the same mindset as us, but I can't, like, you know, I'm not in control of how much, I'm just not in control of Robert. Robert can think the way he thinks, but he, he, like the title's nothing to Robert. He don't care about it. He don't, the, the title will never gravitate towards Robert because he don't care about the title. He don't care about being the best. Um, he just wants to fight and earn money and spend time with his family. Um, so that's cool. I'm really, I'm cool with it. I think, uh, there's, there's sort of this feeling like, well, Rob is going to, you know, fight the winner or Rob is going to be the next guy. Is that how you guys see it? Or you are looking sort of at, at other options? Cause I know, I know Israel's wanted Darren Till for the longest time and now he's got, uh, he's got a fight coming up. If at any point in Israel's run to the title, he'd turned around and said, no, I'm not going to go through a fight through. I've got an injury. I've got this. I need surgery. I need this. That opportunity. The UFC would have taken that opportunity and thrown it away just as fast as they brought it to us. Mm. <laughs> well, what can I say? They don't come, like, don't, we, we never took for granted any opportunity we got to get ourselves closer and closer to the title. We're still not doing that. Whether it's Dan, Kai, Brad, Carlos, Shane, no, we're still not doing that. If you, if you give us an opportunity to get a step closer to that title, then that's what we're going to do. We hold that title in the highest, highest prestige. Why? We don't necessarily care about the belt. We care about proving that we are the best and baddest man on the planet amongst men of that weight just just quickly before you go dennis uh, i can hear the conviction of what you're saying huge because every time you do it you're, you're you're tapping something just out of curiosity <laughs> what, what what is that that you're tapping i'm just i'm imagining yeah. oh it's a key all right cool cool and i'm just tapping it on the ground it, as I it's, speak, the, so. it's the least lethal thing i was i was imagining I was, that was a sword or something <laughs> just there just going boom boom ready to go <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna do something right now mm. Um, 
I'm going to tell you guys something. Because now's the right time. Okay. Um, I'm just having some fun. I'm just having some fun. Robert can probably do what he wants. I don't care. But I, I, for the first, for, <laughs> for the first time in my life, I had a little bit of fun trolling people, and I understand why Israel does it so often. I did a couple of interviews with Combat TV, mm-hmm. and we talked about how Robert doesn't deserve a shot, and this and that. And then I just talked about you now. But the truth is, I'm just having a bit of fun. What do you mean? So all, all this stuff about Rob and how, you know, because it looks like you're painting a picture like, oh, he's never going to fight for that title. So you're saying that's just trolling. What a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> Which part? Which part? What do you mean? Hey, he comes clean. So you believe, you thing. believe. The whole thing. The guy's injured. The guy's had surgery. Of course, man, I have a family. Come on. Give me more credit. Give me more credit. Give me more credit than that. Like, I have four kids. <clears throat> I have 48 fights under my belt. I've been injured my whole career. You think I'm really... Come on. But it was fun. <laughs> me and the boys had a lot of fun with it. When we did the interviews for Combat TV, every single day, they would screenshot a message from a Robert Whitaker fan saying that they wish I was dead and they... <laughs> hated my mother's father's mother and it was fun we we entertained ourselves and uh it was good like i i enjoyed it i understand why israel and that do it that was my first and probably my last (laughs) foray into trolling people um it's an interesting um pastime though but not one i'm going to get into but i did it the best because i held on to it for this long Thanks you for coming clean the, on, on here. Yeah, that's it, man. You did do it the best, <laughs> and we appreciate it. You know what it was? It was the tapping. The tapping got louder and louder, and then you're like, that's it. This is probably getting good for me. <laughs> so, huge, just, just to clarify, um, obviously, big fight coming up here with Vittori. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Oh, hold before... on a second. Hold on a second. Of course, let, let me also clarify. Yeah. Man, Robert deserves the next shot. He's, brought, he's, he's found his way back. He deserves his best shot. We never expected him to take the damn fight. Let me have some fun with the Robert Whitaker fans, especially when I don't think he had such loyal fans. Let me have a little bit of fun right up until this point. Um, look, the thing is, this is a lesson. This is a lesson for my fighters and all the fighters coming up through, through the ages. Do not give the, the internet any credence at all. <laughs> the internet is full of people that don't know what they're talking about. The comments were funny, they were horrific, but what if you're, I don't follow the internet, I don't have any social media, I don't have uh, any YouTube, imagine if you were a fight, young fighter and you mm. followed all, and you followed that, and you paid attention to that, and you let that subconsciously sit in, all these people sitting behind a keyboard saying the craziest things, imagine that, you'll, you'll never get your career off the ground. My advice to all these young fighters is don't listen to the internet. Don't listen to all these people on comments. Not just young fighters, experienced fighters as well. Stay away from the internet. Use it for your commercial means. And that's, that's about all it's good for because it's full of crazy people. <laughs> we've, we've even noticed the champ himself and the king of trolling, the king of memes. Israel Adesanya's taken a bit of a break off the internet as well. Would you say that's for some of the similar reasons as well? It's, it can just become a bit too crazy. 
Yeah, I mean, he had a bit of fun with this one. Like, he was he was one of the people that were encouraging me. He said, oh, you got to do another interview. <laughs> yeah. He was like, you got to do another one, and you got to talk about Robert going back in the pool and this and that. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll do one more. We'll do one more. We'll see if we get a bigger reaction. And we got a bigger reaction. But eventually, like, it was a bit of fun, but that's not that's not me. Like, that's not me. But also... It's it serves as a warning to people that, you know, none of those people that were sending all those crazy comments that way, not a single one, I guarantee if I walked past them in the street, would come up to me and say the same comment to my face. Mm. And that's and that's the and that's the thing about the internet <laughs> at the end of the day. And that's how you've got to take the internet. It's it. It's 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 for the most part absolutely full of rubbish. Yeah. Well, it's like that Paul Felder guy where Paul's like, "There's no way you'd say it to my face," <laughs> and the guy's like, "Nope, because you kick my ass." And Paul's like, oh, "Fair enough. At least you're honest." But but I do. I I, I um will apologise for absolutely if and nothing to all those all those, all those idiot Robert Whitaker fans out there. Um, but yeah, shame on you. <laughs> As one for me, zero for you. Oh, man. <laughs> the ultimate troll job. Okay, so just quickly, because obviously we, we, we are going to talk about Vittori, but just to clarify, so it, like you, you were trolling about Rob being, you know, back in the pool. So he's out of the pool now? Or like he's, if, if it comes down to either Darren Till next or Rob next, who, who would you guys prefer? Not looking over Marvin Vittori. Ah, uh, come on, man. Don't ask me a stupid question. It's, it's Robert. Okay, it's good, Robert. good. Just clarifying. Yeah, Robert, did. no, no, I'm not trolling anymore. Okay, good. I'm, trolling, I'm not trolling anymore. Let's let's let like just logical thinking and calm minds. Let's let them kind of like come back into the come back into the internet world. Let's be real. Sorry, Robert. Um, I don't know how much attention Robert pays to the internet, but uh, if that was not nothing aimed personally at Robert that was just me and the boys having some fun it wasn't at your expense Robert it was mainly for um, uh, it was mainly for the people well the idiots <laughs> some of your idiot followers <laughs> I hope you don't mind me <laughs> uh, listen man I don't think Robert pays any attention to the internet just, a, just about as much as you guys mm. so there might be a common thread there you know and I think it's a good it's a good lesson for a lot of people let's talk about Vittori man okay yeah. So we've got this rematch with Marvin Vittori. He's not exactly the guy that you guys were hoping for, but I guess a part of you already would have known, all right, this is probably a possibility here. Um, what, what was the initial reaction to, okay, this is the guy we've got to go with? And was there ever a thought of maybe fighting later on because he doesn't excite you guys at Israel? Or was it always a case of, all right, we've got to make this date work. We've got to fight on this date. we just got to get another title defense under our belt. No, Israel wanted to fight. Israel wanted to fight. We were obviously hoping to fight Robert. We were um, wishfully thinking that maybe Robert would be willing to do a quick turnaround. But in my mind, I know Robert's just not a quick turnaround guy. So um, I knew it was going to be um, Vittori. Um, so, and, and Israel wanted to fight, really wanted to fight. But this fight's certainly because of Israel, not because of Marvin and Marvin getting himself to a certain position. His, his last fight, I know that, you know, the people in charge, the people that pushed the buttons in the UFC um, were not happy with his last fight. Um, 
And that's just how the UFC is. They don't want to see someone just lie around and hug someone. They, they want to advance people that um, excite excite them and excite the crowd. And uh, Marvin didn't do that. Nevertheless, another person, just like Romero, um, because of the good grace of Israel, gets the pink panty night. <laughs> pink? Why pink? <laughs> well, look, there's two panty nights in the UFC. Mm. One is red, and that's Connor's, and the other panty night is pink, and that's Israel's. <laughs> And there's two big paydays in this organization. And it's versus one of those two guys. Red panty night and pink panty night. But pink is because <laughs> of what, Israel's hair in the past? Yes. Okay, cool, cool. All right, just clarifying. The internet will go crazy <laughs> with, with, with the speculation. Because um, so of Israel's good grace, that's the only reason Marvin's getting a, a, a pink panty knife. I think one of the other interesting things about the, the lead-up, before we talk about the fight itself, um, is that there's you guys have been uh, almost radio radio silent. Like, there's so much less promotion for this one than usual. Um, I believe you, you, you mentioned to Dennis at one point, all business. What is it about this one that's sort of that all business feel and, and why the... These guys don't really like each other. Well, Marvin doesn't seem to like Israel. Why, why the lack of, you know, interviews and trash talk and all that kind of stuff? Different approach. Uh, several reasons. Like um, the amount of media that Israel has to do is just phenomenal now. So he just he couldn't physically do that without taking its toll. Um, he took a bit of hammering on the, from the media over here over a particular issue, which I don't really want to go into. So he's a little bit disgruntled with local media over here. Mm. Um, <laughs> and we never said anything about it. Let's just let's just be clear there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and also, um, um, we 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 just had this issue with our friend, and the last thing you feel about doing that is media. Mm. That's the last thing you feel like doing. So. There's just several issues that are leading to that. Yeah. I'll call you. Okay. You're always working, always working. Never a moment to take a break. It's all good. Ah, all good, all good. Um, Israel mentioned how he believes he's living in Vittori's head rent-free. Um, I guess a lot of the time leading into a fight, you'd see an opponent get into his opponent's head. But do you believe that Israel is still in there from that first fight and just from the fact that Vittori has always sort of been very outspoken about Israel throughout his run ever since their fight? Mm. To an extent, he might be in there, but I think um, emotionally and mentally, I think Marvin's matured a little bit since their last fight. Um, So I think that's going to be less of a factor in this fight. I think definitely Israel was able to... um, call on getting Marvin a little bit emotional at some points during that fight and using that to his advantage, but I don't think that'll be as big a factor this time. I just think he's emotionally a more mature young man than he was when he fought Israel the first time. Hmm. What do you think about him as a fighter? Uh, A lot of people point to the improvements, uh, and the fight was, you know, a few years ago. What do you think about him as a fighter now and the challenge that he brings to you guys? Yeah, no, there's, there's definite improvements um, uh, across the board, um, and you'd hope so after <laughs> with all the preceding time between the two fights. Um, but they have to be they have to be measured against the improvements that we've made, and um, 
Uh, I believe however many steps we were already ahead of him, I'd be, I believe we've maintained those steps or possibly even increase them. Well, speaking of quick fixes, in terms of Israel, there's been so many improvements. We saw in Israel's UFC 263 Fight Camp video, for example, CKB wrestling coach Andre Paulette said that he instantly fixed the issue that let Midori to take Israel down in the third round of their first fight. I'm just wondering, is that true? Did you guys get right onto that straight away? And what were some of the other fixes that you guys made after that first initial fight with Vittori? You can sort of let us in on. Uh, I mean, we're the type of team that, <laughs> I mean, we start talking about the fight. Um, I've started talking about fights before we've even left the octagon. We're the type of team that attacks things straight away while it's fresh, depending on the mood of the fighter. Sometimes we'll be in the changing room after the fight saying, oh, we should have done this, we should have done that. So we addressed issues straight away. Um, in terms of what we've improved uh, from what Marvin was able to take advantage of last time, I cannot talk about a single thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, speaking of things that we got to talk about for two seconds before we jump back onto Marvin Vittori, uh, I know that obviously we bang a lot about it every week, but if you aren't rocking the smoothest balls in town yet, make sure you do so with Manscaped's Lawn Mower 3.0, the best grooming tool on the market. You got the 7,000 RPM motor, you got the LED light, it is waterproof, so you can do your business nice and quick in the shower because obviously you're a busy person, you got a life to live, and uh, you're going to improve that quality of life with some smooth balls. Make every date ending and in a great success, improve your personal relationships, impress your uh, friends and family with these sweet set of balls. <laughs> Hell, if you're in a job interview, you don't know if you're going to get it, just whip out the old smooth beans, and I guarantee you'll be sitting in the penthouse office behind the CEO desk. Thanks to your smooth balls. Thanks to Manscaped. And of course, they're giving away a code 20% off. Who doesn't like saving money? You like saving money. So use the code SUBMISSION, get you 20% off. A little bit of uh, savings in the pocket doesn't hurt and rock those smooth balls thanks to Manscaped, the official sponsor of Smish Radio. Isn't that right, Dennis? That's right, Cass. And while we're saving you money and making you money, how about this? Sign up to MyBookie today. Use the promo code SUBMISSION and MyBookie will match your deposit halfway up to $1,000. That's at MyBookie. Don't forget, massive boxing match coming up between Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather. Then you got the huge fights coming up the following weekend at UFC 263. What about this Jake Paul-Tyron Woodley fight? Apparently, Jake Paul is the favorite. You know what that means, Cash? There's money to be made. So go to MyBookie today, sign up with the promo code SUBMISSION, and MyBookie will match your deposit halfway up to $1,000. And while we're saving you guys money and making you rich, there's one more friend that we have to talk about, and that is our friends over at Surfshark. You guys can get a crazy deal of 83% discount and three months free for the Surfshark VPN today by going to surfshark.deals forward slash submission and entering promo code SUBMISSION. That's 83% discount, three extra months for free, and you guys will have access to watching all of the latest sports content that's happening right now. I'm talking about the NBA playoffs. I'm talking about all those crazy boxing events in the middle of uh, the world, in the middle of the high seas. Is it a monkey versus a shark? Is it a snake versus a man with five legs? Who knows? But you can watch it thanks to Surfshark VPN. Go on there right now, surfshark.deals forward slash submission and enter the promo code submission for 83% discount, three extra months for free. Watch all the latest shows and all the latest sports events without being locked down here in Australia and New Zealand. I also wanted to ask you, Huge, like I know you mentioned, uh, you know, Pink Panty Night 
almost like Israel's kind of doing Marvin a, a favor. But w- what is the motivation for you guys in taking this fight? Is it a, is it just another defense? Is it just staying busy? What's the motivation about being a guy that you know Israel already beat before? Um, look, there was on paper it was controversial. We believe that perhaps giving that as a split decision was completely wrong, but. Um, on paper, it was a little bit controversial. I know that I know Israel would like to be a lot more clinical um, with this win and make it a lot more definitive. So that's the motivation factor for him. But man, like one of the things that we always emphasize in this gym is you, you have to love what you do. The only way to be successful in the sport is just to absolutely be obsessed and love fighting. And that's what Israel is. And he just wants to fight. And sometimes you don't get the uh, you don't get the ideal scenario that you need to fight. But sometimes you just love fighting so much that you just want to do it. And it doesn't need to be too much motivation behind it. There just needs to be an understanding that we're not around forever. Case in point our friend Life is frail. The frailty of life is amazing. Like you can be here one minute and gone the next. And if we're able to do something and enjoy it while we're still here and breathing, then maybe we should just do it. And that's what it's about. It's going to be so exciting to see the guys back in the Octagon News. A couple more questions and we'll let you go. Man, there's been this crazy boom with this whole boxing thing. It feels like everyone's going to boxing because obviously here locally, guys like Paul Gallen are able to make a crazy amount of money just fighting locally and making money through pay-per-view during the week. Now you see people like Tyron Woodley, Ben Askren, a lot of the guys making the jump over fighting people like Logan Paul, Jake Paul. And it looks like these events are really gathering a lot of money and people are making more money than they would have fighting normally in the UFC. I'm just curious, what do you make of this sort of, I suppose, uh, evolution in boxing? Is, is it something that you guys are keeping a close eye on? I mean, Israel's obviously had some boxing matches in the past. He's one of the most impressive strikers in the UFC. And there's so many exciting fights for him in the boxing arena, especially with some of the promotion and the money that's going around right now. I'm not exactly 100% clued on to the sums of money that are being pushed around by these guys, but it would be very, very disappointing to me to know that some of these people that do these boxing fights like the Gallons and the um, YouTube uh, Paul, mm-hmm. Logan Paul. You do go on the internet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know Paul, uh, Logan Paul. Is, you just in the comment yeah. sections of every video. Is it Logan Paul or is it the other one? It's there's Logan two, Paul Jake. who's fighting Floyd Mayweather and then Jake yeah, Paul's yeah. fighting Tyrone Woodley now. Okay, Logan Paul. It would be disappointing to me to see that these guys are getting a lot more money than the real fighters, people that sacrifice everything and have done this since they were very young. That would be disappointing. Sadly, I choose to ignore it because I think that probably is the case. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, I won't have anything to do with it. I, I'm a purist. I want to see fighters that sacrifice their whole life since they were very young. I want to see them reap the rewards. I don't want to see people that have just built up a big YouTube following or Instagram following and 
jumped on the back of a sport that um, me and the generations before me have built. It's not, it's not something I'm enthusiastic about. And, um, but I, ultimately, I have a choice, and my choice is just to ignore that and get on with the real fight business. Mm. You got Marvin Vittori coming up around the corner. Just one more thing from from me on Marvin. Um, obviously, we saw the way he performed in his last fight, very grappling heavy, heavy approach. You mentioned it before. Are you expecting basically exactly that in this fight? I think there's maybe a lingering notion because of the yarn fight that well if you take israel down you can have success against him do you, i know i know game plans and and you know stuff aren't exactly um you know it's, it's obviously a big secret but do you feel like this is one of the ones where it's pretty clear cut that that's what he's going to go in and do yeah yeah i mean we're, we're prepared we're prepared for that i mean you've got to understand that marvin has taken israel down before mm-hmm. and uh Israel clearly won that fight where Marvin took him down. Um, is Marvin, will Marvin be able to do the things that Jan did because we haven't addressed them? Ask yourself that question. Is Marvin as good as Jan, the light heavyweight champion of the world? Ask yourself that question. <laughs> um, look, we're, 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 it's an interesting, it's an interesting game of foot. Uh, because he's from a very good team and a very good coach and uh, some very good coaching staff and training partners. And um, we enjoy a good battle with uh, with, with those guys. So, um, yeah, we're prepared and we're looking forward to it. Well, you, because you're getting everybody to ask themselves the questions, I have a feeling you're a little bit tired from the interview. So last question for me, and probably the most important question of the whole interview how did that Eugene Berman Tiger King picture make it into the gym? And Carol Baskin do it. Where, where have you fellas seen that? Listen, man, we're everywhere and nowhere at once. What do you mean? You guys got your eyes on that. Jeff has got that. Um, <laughs> that'll, that'll be bloody bread. Bloody bread. He's, he likes to get on Photoshop and put me all over the place. So, yeah, that would have been Brad's doing. That one above the clock. I know the one you're talking about. <laughs> How do you feel about no, it? That's that's there every day. I, yeah, yeah. Well, they put it in a place where I can't reach it. I have to go to a lot of effort and get a letter to reach it. So it's been it's been up there for like a year or something because they know I can't get it. But um, yeah, I don't. It's just a bit of. Well, man, if you could get a camera in here in between trainings and outside of training, even during training, like this is just a place where we have so much fun. This is our happy place, and um, I've never had more fun in, in, in a single place in this gym. So that's just part of part of all that. Well, <laughs> well, we appreciate you taking us into into your fun place, your happy place, um, and letting us probably, as always, overstay welcome just a little bit. So make sure you guys follow City Kickboxing on Instagram, Facebook at City Kickboxing, uh, and of course UFC 263 goes down June 12th uh, in the US, and that is Sunday the 13th in Australia, New Zealand. Uh, with obviously Israel and Brad Riddell on the card. Always appreciate your time. Huge, always very insightful, and we appreciate you letting us in on the uh, on the on the old troll job. So thank you. And my final words are going to be: Don't forget, Robert goes back to the pool. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. <laughs> thank you, guys. Thanks, Huge.